Hello and welcome to Too Many Movies, the podcast that gives me an excuse to talk about these crappy DVDs I've had for years. But I watch more than just those. I also go out to the theater sometimes to watch whatever Disney bullshit is playing. Speaking of Disney bullshit, I saw Thor Love and Thunder and it was not great. Yeah, I was not a fan of the new Thor movie, or as I like to call it, Snore, Snug and Slumber. <laughs> yeah, those that's about on par with the jokes that were in the movie. So, I'm not going to lie, I've never really been a fan of Thor, you know, in any of the movies. I guess he's fine in the Avengers because, you know, he's kind of like a side thing in the Avengers movies, but like, you know main wise i can't really not really main wise like his movies when he's a main character i just can't get into it you know the first thor movie is so boring the second one even more boring the third one technically the best out of the three but really just more so annoying you know i really can't stand the sense of humor in thor ragnarok but whatever has its fans uh, but it was popular enough that Taika Waititi came back for Thor Love and Thunder, and, well, I, <laughs> I was not a fan of it. I, and I, this goes into my distaste of Taika Waititi in general. I just can't stand his... I, I can't stand his sense of humor. I really can't anymore. It's so annoying to have to, like, just have every line of dialogue be some sort of uh, like self-referential joke be like these just just not taking anything seriously just has to be quirky and whatever just quippy like every few seconds it gets insufferable after you know a while it just i don't like how he how dependent he is on that kind of humor and it just every movie even movies where he's not the director like even movies that he stars in like in lightyear and in free guy and it's just constant i can't stand it i really can't i really can't stand taika watiti he is to he is the new seth rogan he just he gets annoying the more times i see him that i'm just i really can't stand him clearly that's a personal bias of mine so you know, not everybody shares the same uh, opinions as me. And that's fine. You know, even with that in mind, even with my distaste on Taika Waititi, bearing that in mind, the movie just does not work. It is trying to be quippy and funny, but it's also supposed to be, like, weirdly serious. Like, it deals with some really really weirdly serious topics uh the villain for example you know he is described as gore the god butcher and he wants to kill all gods which is sounds really edgy but he doesn't really do any of that i mean we don't really see him do a lot of that we don't really see him a lot to begin with he is shockingly a villain we see very little of in this movie and that's a shame because christian bale kills it in the role he is so good at just being sympathetic at being kind of funny there are some scenes where he's like acting really goofy and it works 
like I really liked him in those scenes, and I think it's because Christian Bale is just a good actor and he can do that kind of stuff, you know. He just he he I I feel for him. I honest to god was rooting for him more so than Thor. Like I really wanted him to win. I was rooting for the villain. You know, that tells you everything you need to know about this movie. I was rooting for the villain. It's just oh god, it just it just shows you just how meaningless it all is just how nothing really means anything in that movie jane foster comes back and you think oh she's gonna be this big part in this movie no she's got cancer that that like that's in the movie like oh jane foster comes back she has cancer it's like okay then she goes to the remains of Molnir to like see like oh maybe this Thor Viking magic can help me cure my cancer and it kind of does and then it kind of doesn't because it's weirdly enough like the blue juice in Morbius where you know how he has to keep drinking the blood to, in order to survive but then he doesn't want to use real blood he wants to use the blue blood but the blue blood doesn't really do anything same thing here she uses molnir she's like the mighty thor but then it doesn't really mean anything because it just doesn't do anything she just she vent every time she drops the hammer she's just normal jane again but with worse cancer like apparently every time she becomes thor like the cancer eats away at her even more so it's like wh what what is going on why is this in a thor movie like what is the point of all this? Why are, why are we doing this? What what is going on? Like why is this why is this her story? Like I get that, you know, the first two movies she didn't really have a story. She wasn't really in it all that much. You know, the first two movies didn't really utilize Jane Foster all that well. And like okay, fair enough. But like what is like, how is this any better? Like, this is just so stupid, like, what I'm watching. Oh, God. And then it just culminates into the climax when... So, the climax is really stupid. Like, first of all, Thor gives his powers to, like, all these kids so then they can fight off these shadow demons. It's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in a in a Thor movie. It's just so stupid. I was just like, oh, now my powers are to these kids. And, you know, you see these kids with, like, glowing eyes, and they're, like, using, like, these freaking pieces of metal, and they're just hitting these monsters. Oh, my God, it's so stupid. But then, you know, Jane comes in to save the day, and so then... And then she dies. Jane Foster, as the mighty Thor, dies after not even one movie it's like i thought she was gonna replace chris hemsworth as the new thor like you kind of thought like you kind of expected that going in you know iron man's dead they're gonna replace iron man now captain america's dead now falcon is captain america you know thor was probably gonna sacrifice himself in some ultimate sacrifice scene and jane foster was then gonna take on the role as of thor no just that's just not the case she's just she just dies of cancer and th <laughs> that's the movie that's what happens she dies of cancer it's like why bring her back then like what are you doing marvel why were you hyping her up as like you know like like passing the torch on to having her and then it's like nope 
she's just not Thor anymore because she fucking dies. It's like, what was the point of bringing her back then? I don't get it. Like, I'm reminded of seeing this, like, tweet a couple months ago where, like, there's this guy who was trying to, you know, quote unquote, own the bigots where he was like, oh, get used to it, you know, racists and sexists, you know, Falcon's now Captain America, Jane is now Thor. It's like, well, that was a fucking lie because Jane's not Thor anymore because she's fucking dead. It's like, what was the point of bringing her back? Just, oh God, it just it amounts to nothing, nothing. It means absolutely nothing. What what is the what is the ultimate change? The what is the ultimate change of status quo in this movie? Thor adopts Gore's dead daughter. So Gore is trying to get to this wishing well this whole movie and he gets to it and you know after having a change of heart because I guess he sees Jane die of freaking cancer he's like oh my last wish is that I want instead of killing all gods I want my daughter to come back to life it's like okay and she comes back to life and now he's dying cuz I don't remember I guess he gets like injured during the battle and his daughter comes back to life and she's just like looking at her dead father like and she just looks like she feels nothing. She, it's like, what, what are you doing? Like your father's dying right in front of your very eyes. And this kid's just like, whatever, I don't care. It's like, okay, clearly this child was not hired through her acting chops, uh, which, which is pretty funny. It's just, oh God, it was so stupid. But yeah, I, I guess now Thor is a dad and, the the child's name is love and you know the ending scene of them like in the kitchen and not only is she bad at facial expressions she's just bad at acting because she's just like oh piss off thor uncle thor whatever like she's just you know saying it in the most unconvincing way because you know it's a child i get it children can't act i can't really get too mad but it's just like i, I don't know you, you couldn't have hired somebody better whatever like i give a shit like i really care it's thor love and thunder like i wasn't expecting anything that great you know there's just so much more that i haven't even mentioned but what else is there what else honestly is there to say other than i didn't like it it's i'm not even really that surprised you know as i've been saying with the mcu stuff for the past year i've just been very unimpressed with what they've been churning out there was that little stint where i was more impressed with the stuff coming out you know i loved no way home i was very generous towards moon knight maybe even a little too generous but you know i still enjoyed quite a bit and multiverse of madness again maybe i was a little too generous but i remember having a lot of fun during multiverse of madness i had fun even if it's not that great upon rewatch, I don't know. I still had fun. That's all I could ask out of a Marvel movie. I didn't get that from Thor Love and Thunder. It was too stupid and too lame for its own good. Not enough really grabbed me. Am I disappointed? A little. Because, you know, this is the fourth Thor movie. You'd think they would have figured something out by now. But I guess not. So... I guess to, you know, tie talking about this movie into this podcast a little more, since it's a recent movie, when it eventually comes out on Blu-ray, will I be adding it to my collection? Absolutely not. I don't own the first three Thor movies in my collection, and this was no different, so 
I don't see a point in ever really owning it. So pfft, it's definitely not going to collect dust in my uh, collection. So yeah, not a, not a fan of Thor Love and Thunder, if you couldn't already tell. Okay, now to actually put the focus on uh, an actual movie for my collection, let's talk about Logan's Run, the movie I watched for uh, to decide on whether I should keep it or not. Uh, so Logan's Run is a movie from 1976 starring Michael York. It is a sci-fi movie about uh, a dystopian future, you know, as is most sci-fi movies from the 70s are. And it's basically about this guy, he's like this police officer called the Sandman where he, you know, tries and hunts down people who run away from this dystopian uh, world and uh, something about nobody can live past the age of 30. And it's, uh, man, <laughs> there's just, there's not a lot to this movie. I mean, there is and there isn't. So first off, I will say one of the things I really like about this movie is the set design. The The sets are really, really cool. You know, the models are really cool. The costumes are, costumes are really cool. A lot of it looks visually really interesting. A lot of it looks like... 70s sci-fi you know it's very campy it's very corny but it looks really really cool like it looks like what you would imagine the future would be like you know if you're looking at it if you're thinking about the future from like a 70s perspective you know everything's always like shiny everything everybody dresses you know in a weird way it's interesting there's interesting aspects to the set design to the world building sort of uh, you know just looking at the cover of this dvd like this is a really interesting poster it kind of grabs you you know the background is all white you know and then the colors from the images that are being shown the design of the humans looks very weird it's very creepy actually now that i look at it like oh god you know uh logan and jessica just look fucking horrifying now that i'm looking at it like oh oh god it's oh okay so anything that isn't the character design on this cover is really cool you know but and i will say another thing i really liked is the music the music is and i don't know if it's really so much as i like it because it's actually good or if i like it because it's really really weird because it's just such a strange score it's like a bunch of background like sound effects sometimes and it's just weird and off-putting and you know it's just it's it's weird it's futuristic it's very very futuristic it's very alienating you know us as the audience are very alienated by it because of just how weird it is and that i appreciate i appreciate movies that you know alienate the audience that make you feel strange like oh god like this i am not familiar with any of this i love the dark crystal the dark crystal is really good at doing that but as much as i'll praise the visuals and the music and some of the ideas that the movie does ultimately it's 
very, very boring. It is a very, very, very boring movie. Uh, just so much is just not explained. You know, I never really understood why people couldn't live past the age of 30. Like, that to me just seemed very just arbitrary. It's just like, oh, you can't live past 30. It's just, it seemed very YA novel-ish, you know, where where it's like, oh, this dystopian world is like this. We're, we're all oppressed because the government is evil. It's just like, I don't know. Could you be a little more clever than that? Just, just, just a little more clever. Just to make it seem like, you know, that the people of this world aren't just mindless zombies. Like they give, they give some credit to the people who live in these sci-fi worlds, where the government is like at least pretending to not be evil. I don't know. It's just so stupid how you're trying to show this like futuristic dystopian world and you're trying to make me believe that people would walk around this world and not even think about what they're looking at and thinking, yeah, this is normal. I I just don't buy that. I I really don't buy that. And I really don't like when sci-fi movies do that where they're just like, "Oh, the government is corrupt and evil. The big business, oh, like the villains, oh, they're so evil." It's just like and that's that. Like they're just evil. Uh, you know, I like a little substance, like a little bit more credit to this world. It like even just the whole Sandman being like, oh, I hunt people who run from this dystopian world. It's like, you can expand upon that a little bit more. And they don't. They're just like, oh, we just shoot people who want to escape. And they have, they occasionally have characters be like, oh, why do they run? It's like, expand upon that. Like, that's interesting. You know, a lot of just this, this idea of this character, of this main character being part of this police force and having to think about what it is he's doing. Like, that's a key element in Blade Runner, one of my favorite movies of all time. You know, Blade Runner does that really well. Blade Runner also has phenomenal world building. You know, I don't understand every aspect of the world of Blade Runner, but I get it. I I understand it. And it's not just like, oh, big business bad. Like, yeah, that's part of what the movie's trying to say, but it's at least a little more subtle in that approach, you know, and the world isn't like so blunt in its evilness. I guess it is, but I guess it's kind of hard to explain, but there's a little bit more. There's, I get the idea that, you know, people live in this world, this future. I, I can understand people living in this future more so then I can understand people living in, like, the Logan's Run future. I can't understand people just walking around and just blindly accepting that this is society. You know, I understand it more in something like Blade Runner. It's just, and that to me, also, and that also comes into play with the the performances. I gotta say, the acting in this movie is not very good, and it's very apparent in the main characters. Uh, Michael York is the main character. He's plays Logan. He's kind of bland. He's very just, he, he's so uninteresting as a main character. It's what's funny about him is he plays, I think it's 
Basil exposition in the Austin Powers movies. And he's like this ho-hum, like, happy British man. He's just like this, you know, he's just like this weird kind of like fake happy British man. It's like, he's funny. He's funny in those movies, but he's also the side character in those movies. He doesn't get a lot of screen time and he works here. He's just like kind of this bland, like just takes everything as is. And is just, I, I never really got the sense of what his motivation was. You know, he he's, so at one point in the movie, he has to run like he's try like he's trying to run. Like the point of the movie is that he's on the run. He's running away, run, trying to escape this dystopian world. But like it, he doesn't really do so on his own accord. He does so because that's his job. Like th- like the company, like the the Sandman, like the computer that tells him what to do, tells him, hey, you need to go out and and run you know to find out where this place is that all these people are running to it's just like you know it's it's an assignment but like he also wants to run like again like it's never really explained you know is he actually running or is he running because he was programmed to like again like it's never really explained i can never really get a read on him you know not only is that through the writing but through the performance and like none of that really conveys that really well i never get the idea of what his motivations are and that's very crucial for a main character i'd like to know what his main motivations are i'd like to know because he's the character i'm supposed to you know kind of put myself in the shoes of be like oh what would i do in this situation i wouldn't i don't know because i don't know who this guy is i really can't think like this guy because he's just so boring same with the main actress the main lead i forget her name jenny a gutter i think she plays jessica she is so terrible she is so bad every scene she she has a speaking line she's just like wide-eyed she has her mouth open she's just like oh and just like mumbles and just says random shit and it's just like oh god you suck so badly like oh i can't stand her i really can't stand her and she's in the movie so often and apparently these two, apparently they're supposed to be a couple. They're just like, oh, I love you. Oh, I love you. It's like, why? What do you two offer each other? You're literally two of the most boring characters I've ever seen in a sci-fi movie. Oh, God. And it's just, it's just, it's just that for the whole movie. It's just these two bland leads running around this dystopian world and then they escape and now they're in the real world which is now like all overgrown because humanity died off hundreds of years ago and everything is everything is just buried under plants like they eventually make it to like washington dc and it's all covered in plant life you know you see the washington monument you see the capitol building you see the lincoln memorial and they're just walking through and they're just like, oh, what was this civilization like? And it's it's like Planet of the Apes, but worse, you know, because it's just nothing's being said. Absolutely nothing is being said. They're just like, oh, is, who's this guy, Abraham Lincoln? Like, oh, it's just, like it means nothing. Like, you're not saying anything. You're just pointing out that these things are there. It just means nothing. I don't care. I don't care for these characters. I don't care that they're 
finding the remains of humanity. I don't care. I seriously don't care. They come across, you know, they come across an old man. They come across a killer robot. They they see the sun for, for, for the first time. Like, these are all really, they should be, like, huge scenes. Like, they see the sun for the first time after not being in the sun. Whatever. Like, they, they're just, they have, like, the, the most monotone reactions to seeing the sun. I swear to God. Like, fucking trinity seeing the sun in matrix revolutions was more impactful of a scene than anything in this movie like the their reaction to seeing the sun in this movie fucking trinity one of the most boring characters in the matrix she had more of a reaction to seeing the fucking sun for the first time you know then they come across a killer robot whatever like he just he pulls out two guns tries to freeze them to death whatever like i care they come across an old man. You know, this should be huge because their stupid sci-fi rules are like, oh, you can't live past the age of 30. It's like, okay, again, stupid, but okay, now they come across an old man who's way over 30. It's like, holy shit, like, this should be, like, a really interesting scene. Eh. Like, not only are the performances underwhelming, just the way they treat the guy, the, they just the way the writing has them just be like, oh, who are you? Like, why, why do you have wrinkles on your face? Like, oh, like, oh, it's like, I, like, you have such cool opportunities to make this an interesting movie and you refuse to, you know, it's, it's just so frustrating to have to see this movie with all these really neat sets, these really neat costumes, these really neat ideas, and just nothing gets done with them. There's nothing that happens like even the climax is so stupid so logan gets captured again like logan and jessica go back to the city because they want to tell people like oh there's an outside world and you know for the first time in the whole movie like logan's just yelling and just acting all crazy like oh you got to believe us there's a world outside there's an old man and you know it's just like oh now you act uh, but then they get captured by the sandman and so then they, so then Logan gets into, he get he gets, uh, he, he, he gets questioned by the computer being like, oh, what did, did you find sanctuary? Did you find the place we were asking you to? And he's refusing, I guess. I don't really understand what's happening. Like he's refusing the computer, but the computer's like asking him questions. And then there's like a, there's like four screens surrounding him. And it's of another Logan just being like, there is no sanctuary. And then it just keeps going on and on like that. And like the computer starts malfunctioning, question mark. I genuinely have no idea what's going on in this scene. It is so poorly communicated what is even going on. Then the computer explodes and then a bunch of buildings in the dystopian world start exploding. Apparently, like then everybody's just running around because logan just wasn't cooperating with the computer it, it's so poorly executed i don't understand what's happening i just i don't understand what's going on i don't know what the movie wants me to think i i'm so lost and the movie's almost over you know it's like whatever at this point i don't even care it just ended and after all of that the movie ends on a happy note and that's how you know that this movie just falls short of what it was trying to do. Because when has a sci-fi movie, a 70s sci-fi movie, like the 70s, the 1970s, one of the most 
one of the most depressing decades in cinema. You know, you get so many dramatic movies. You get so many just fascinatingly just just dramatic and just like sad depressing movies like even movies that have even kind of a happy ish ending aren't really all that happy like it's just like they're very it was very rare for a movie to have a happy ending that's why star wars was so you know unique because it was a happy ending it was like a popular movie that had like just was not that was just not depressing it was it was happy but then you got Logan's Run, and it's like this movie about a dystopia. But then at the end, they like find the old man. You know, all these people are coming out of like the exploding dystopia, and they find the old man, and they touch his face, and the care and the main two main characters are like happy. They're like haha. They're like laughing it off, like haha. Isn't this great? Like isn't this a happy ending? It's like what? You're seriously ending on a happy ending? This is a dystopia movie. Like just because society is crumbling like that's not good like yeah it's a dystopian society but like just because they see the old man what does that mean like oh we realize there's an old man and that there's a world outside okay like what does this mean i i genuinely have no idea what's even going on right now you you're not communicating anything movie like nothing's happening oh god it's Suffice it to say, I was not a fan of the movie. You know, I could go on and on about just every little detail of just things not really making any sense. You know, the fight scenes being choreographed terribly. Just so many weird conveniences that happen for the plot to happen. It's I, It just it ultimately just means nothing at the end of the day. The thing that really pisses me off is that nothing feels like nothing nothing really amounts to anything it's just i don't i don't understand what's happening and i don't care what's happening because just none of it meant anything and i'm sure there's going to be people disagreeing with me i'm sure because you know this is seen as like a sci-fi classic they're just like oh logan's run you know that's a sci-fi classic classic science fiction from the 70s it's like honestly I just don't see that. I just see a very, very, very boring movie that has just not aged all that well. And, you know, as for the DVD itself, uh, I mean, it's neat. You know, it's from the early 2000s. You can tell it's that kind of DVD where it's you got like the black bar that like clicks and you like click it open and it's like this page opens up it's really cool you know and you get the scene index and you get the clear dvd it's cool and all but you know as as cool a design as it is for a dvd ultimately like it doesn't matter the kind of state that the dvd is in it's the movie and i really as visually interesting as the movie is and as cool as the music is you know for all my positives I just, I can't, I really, I just can't see myself owning this, you know, if it was a little more interesting, like even just a little, like even just a little bit more interesting, maybe if the ending was better, maybe if the acting was a little better, just maybe if it was tweaked ever so slightly, I could see myself like actually owning it, 
you know, for historical purposes, being like, oh, yeah, Logan's Run, like, that's a classic. You know, I gotta own that. But, uh, just, no. There's just nothing for me to cipher from this movie. There's nothing to it. It's, I have no reason to own it. I have no reason to ever see it again. I just will not be keeping this. This is definitely, this is a definite get rid of kind of movie, so... So yeah, that about does it for this episode of Too Many Movies. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you'd like to see more of these, please let me know. I am looking for any sort of feedback. I am really enjoying these. I think it's really cool to just just relax, talk about movies in you know a very relaxed kind of manner it's it's nice it's very nice and it gives me an opportunity to not talk not just talk about newer movies but also talk about movies that have just been lying around you know i really enjoy doing this so any feedback of any sorts please let me know anyway that about does it thanks for watching thanks for listening and i'll see you guys in the next one yeah.